And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and they fit you with a big old nice pair of milk bone underwear. I'm going to come right back at them. You never see a team play harder than we will the rest of this season. God bless. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, and this is the Devi Rookie Watch update uh, segment of the show that we like to do. Once college football starts, we do have a lot of uh, Devi and Dynasty followers out there that appreciate hearing a little bit about college football as it unfolds. And Stephen and I do a collaborative post every week, doing a little bit of a recap, and and we really do try and we try and capture what's going on in college football, but but always within this lens of that these guys are heading to the NFL and these guys could be impact players. And, um, you know, last year at this time, you know, we were talking about Jameer Gibbs turning heads at Alabama with his speed. And lo and behold, you know, he's selected in the first round by the Detroit Lions. So these players that we talk about, they do become relevant in your fantasy leagues. And, uh, yeah, wanted to definitely do that this week because, as you know, the CU Buffaloes of all teams took the biggest headline of the week, Stephen. Well, and I just want to quickly say, Jesse, I'm one of those people that tunes in to this podcast for the <laughs> Debbie stuff. I, I think it was exactly a year ago, this podcast, that I first heard the name Anthony Richardson. So, yeah, yep. uh, this is what I, I don't. Saturday is the one day where I have to not do football so that, you know, my family can can hang out with me so i don't catch as much college so this is this is where i cram but yeah let's talk about cu that my new favorite team <laughs> that's right the we <laughs> the we we can you believe we beat tcu yeah. so yeah they 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 shocked tcu they were 20 and a half point underdogs um all the talk all off season was about Deion sanders some people like the people in colorado were very excited about it and then there were a lot of naysayers and there were probably more naysayers than i realized because i live in colorado and everybody that's here is really all for this move and this team. We haven't had anything to get excited about in a long time. And me as a fan that follows recruiting uh, as closely as I do, I knew that Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders were huge recruits. These these weren't like HBCU players that were going to come up and just get smashed on. These guys were, you know, Shadur Sanders was a four-star quarterback. Travis Hunter was the number one overall recruit in the nation that signed at an HBCU to play for Dion. So it was really cool to see them play well. And uh, they were able to pull out a win over TCU 45 to 42 on the road, uh, on the road. And they were 20 and a half point underdogs, which is crazy. Shadur Sanders threw for a school record. It's his first game ever as a buff, a school record, 510 yards. And, uh, and then also had four touchdowns. Um, so pretty cool. What do you think case? I, I recorded the game because I couldn't watch it live. And this is the first game I could get excited for with Buffs football in at least 15 to 20 years. And I would say that this is the biggest win for CU since 2001 when they routed Nebraska 63 to 30, whatever. Like this is a, it's been a long time since we've been able to get excited and my God, what a turnaround. That was such an amazing game to watch. Uh, Shadur Sanders looked insane i saw one pass where he wasn't on target and no passes that were in that were in the wrong place like every pass was perfectly placed except for that one pass it was insane yeah the offensive coordinator they brought him over from he was the head coach at kent state 
And this guy is known for producing outrageous numbers at Kent State with, you know, as you can imagine, uh, <laughs> Kent, Kent State's a MAC team. He's not getting big time recruits. So I think just giving him some weapons, I, I was telling anybody that would listen, I don't know how good they're going to be, but they're going to have a fun offense because uh, this OC is, he's the real deal. Um, Kent State is not an easy program to be at. He made them relevant. He produced, he produced quarterbacks year in and year out. Um, so yeah, I was, I was not, I was not super surprised by the offensive output. I was impressed by their defensive and offensive fronts because all everyone could talk about is how tiny we were, um, (laughs) as we brought in all of these, uh, all of these transfers and everything else is how small our, our team was going to be and how, yeah, how the HBCU was about to learn how FBS does uh, F you know, how FBS plays football and dude, they played really well. So that was fun. TCU is also a decent team. I think that they can rebound and still have a good year. Um, but yeah, that was the main headline. Another big one that they kind of flew under the radar because it happened. I think they played like Monday night or something. I didn't even realize, but number nine Clemson got whacked by Duke 28 to seven. Um, I watched a, re- a replay of the highlights of this game and I think Clemson turned the ball over inside of the 10 yard line three times Oh, inside the 10. And then they also missed a field goal. So if they just convert some of those opportunities, and I think one of them was a fumble on like the five yard line that was almost house called, like it went from five to five and then Duke <laughs> punched it in. So uh, Dabo said he's never coached a game like that. I think it was everything that could go wrong kind of did. I thought Clemson would be good this year, but uh, that was not good. The big one there, Casey, that I need you to do, because this is, again, we're, we're thinking about the NFL. I need, I need you to do a face test on, uh, <laughs> on the Duke quarterback. Okay. Ooh, I did see him. No. So we'll okay. walk I'll, I'll give you a second. Riley Leonard is his name. Um, he also pleaded for a homework extension after the game to one of his professors, and it, he was promptly denied by his professor. Um, but I need a face test on Riley Leonard because there are people that have him as a first-round quarterback. No, I'll well, give it to you, but Stephen needs needs to say something. Uh, Jesse, I've been trying out this like raising the hand feature on uh, our podcast so that I don't interrupt. Um you, you didn't see it. So I had a question during your, your talk about Dion. Oh, uh, okay. We're going back, back to Dion. That's okay. This will give Casey time to uh, yep. do the face test on Riley well, Leonard. So I don't know. I know he was one of the, the goats or the boats of uh, <laughs> defensive backs during his career. What kind of a coach is he? Is he a defensive minded head coach, Dion? Cause he's also kind of flashy. He played, you know, both ways on off offense and defense play baseball. I, I could, I could see him being also wanting a high powered offense, but I'm just curious his coaching style. Well, he's a, he coaches defensive backs, you know, mm-hmm. cause he, he played corner. That's what he knows. And, and honestly, he's, he's not really known for his X's and O's. That was one thing that he's been criticized heavily about, um, kind of heading into this head coaching debut. And, the thing about it that's really interesting is there are a lot of really successful uh, college coaches that aren't X's and O's guys. They are great recruiters and then they hire a really good staff. Um, Ed Orgeron at LSU is probably the most famous example. 
he wasn't an X's and O's guy. He was a guy that motivated his players. He hired really good uh, assistant coaches to run his offense and to run his defense. And then he was an excellent, excellent recruiter. And so that's kind of what Dion is. Dion is not an X's and O guy. He has also come out publicly and said he's not a culture guy. He doesn't care if these guys get along. He wants to win. So he has he has really interesting takes on like there was there was a fight that broke out at practice. And generally speaking, coaches would be breaking that up and, and talking to the whole team. We can't be fighting amongst ourselves, everything like that. Dion's take was uh, you see your boy on defense in a fight. You better be in that fight with him. <laughs> and you see your offensive player in a fight. You better be in a fight. He wanted everyone in the fight. You know, he wants, Mm -hmm. he wants them, he wants to be supporting teammates in that way that, um, so he's creating competition and yeah, it's a long winded answer, but he's, a lot of people were like, he doesn't know the culture. He, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't understand culture. He's not X's and O's. He's about to go just get whacked, uh, at CU. And I don't know, it wasn't the case this game. Now I will say the only thing before we move on from Dion and, and hear about Riley Leonard is, Sometimes with these young kids like this, it's easy to coach up the everyone is doubting us. It can be a lot harder to coach up when everyone's patting you on the back. So they do need to be really careful this week, especially they have Nebraska coming to town. They need to take that game really seriously. Um, there, it should be an amazing crowd uh, in Boulder. But you know, you could just as easily get beat by 0-1 Nebraska and then find yourself, you know, reevaluating all of this. So I, th- I think it's, we got to, we got to pump the brakes a little bit. Remember that this team was only projected for three and a half wins um, before we, we crown them too early. You know, I completely agree with that. I will say that CU, I feel will be in trouble if they go up against a team that just goes, okay, you have an elite secondary. We're going to run every play. And I think if a team does that, not only will it frustrate the defense, but it'll frustrate the offense as well. And that's where you could run into trouble if you're CU. I don't think they have the front four to stop a Wisconsin or a team right. that just wants to run it down your throat. Yeah, I mean, TCU is very similar in the type of offense they ran. They they also had a new offensive coordinator, Kendall Bryles, runs a really, really good hurry-up offense. So it's kind of – it fit their style to be in a track meet like that. So, yeah, it does it, – it's going to be interesting to see if a team wants to just punch them in the mouth. You know, are they going to be able to do that? I will say uh, I was anticipating big, wide running lanes, and that was not happening against TCU because TCU still tried to run the ball. So, so we'll see. I, I think, again – very excited uh but casey we got to get back to uh <laughs> I, already have, I already have an answer i, 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 I do too um right. he does pass the face test absolutely with, with flying colors yeah he's a josh allen mixed with a unfortunately ben roethlisberger a little bit um but those are two you know possibly hall of it, fame quarterbacks am i also reading he plays for the men's basketball team no that's that's fake news but Two sport athlete. It says Riley. I think Leonard. he 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 played in. Uh, yeah, he in, played in, in this. I I don't believe that. I don't believe Duke's mascot is pirates. Jesse. Yeah. See, but Duke but Riley Steven, Leonard. Steven's not they, know. Am I am I talking? Is this the right Riley Leonard? He, he, I think he was. I think he played basketball in, in high school. Yeah. It says no. It says Riley Leonard. Yeah. Six foot four quarterback for Duke, 
joins the men's basketball team for the 2023-2024 I see him in a Duke jersey here, in a basketball Duke jersey. What? And the the picture shows him holding a football and a basketball. Like, like, you know. Wait, they they sewed a football to a basketball? (laughs) (laughs) Freaking hate you. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. That is a Duke. This is new. This is a new development, Steven. I'm going to write his name down. Riley Leonard. Had no idea. Yeah, no. I think he could be a first round draft pick. Um, He's very athletic. Obviously, he's going to go try and play basketball for Duke as well. Um, He led Duke to an awesome year last year. It kind of out of nowhere, Duke became a much better team. They just upset number nine Clemson. He is a player to watch moving forward. Nice. Another he, has, pl- he passes the face test. That's yeah, absolutely passes the, the face test. <laughs> Another guy that that passes the face test uh, and is the real deal, in my opinion, is Drake May. I think he's going to be the number two overall selection. There are people that like him more than um, Caleb Williams at USC for for the number one spot. He's Big, athletic, powerful arm, great leader. And number 21, North Carolina beat South Carolina 31 to 17. So they came out. That was a big, that's a rivalry game playing that first week. Uh, Drake May is the real deal. So that was the next headline. And then the biggest weekend game, uh, biggest game of the weekend was number eight, Florida State, playing number five, LSU in a um, neutral site game. And this game was really strange because it was 17 to 17 with like, like midway through the fourth quarter. And then the game ended Florida state 45 LSU 24. So it was a strange ending. It just, it kind of felt like Florida state once they got up, um, you know, 31 to 24, it was like LSU kind of just folded up and let them score two more times. I don't know. It was a, it was a strange, it was strange how it happened, but, um, Florida State, everybody, there's been a lot of people on them saying they're going to win the ACC over Clemson. They looked really, really good. They have a couple wide receivers uh, that we need to pay attention to. Keon Coleman's the one I like the most. He had nine catches, 122 yards, and three touchdowns against a good LSU team. Um, He's projected as a first-round type running wide receiver. Sorry. Um, And they got another guy. I didn't write his name down here, but he's He's like a six, seven wide receiver. We know sometimes those big guys don't pan out, but he is a, uh, he creates matchup issues for sure. Um, we talked about Shadur Sanders as a notable performer. I had a couple other ones, Michael Penix, who's in like his 17th year of college football. He threw for 450 yards and five touchdowns against Boise state. He's another guy being projected as a first or second round uh, quarterback. USC Caleb Williams uh, had another huge game. He's, he's tearing it up. He should be right there again in the thick of the Heisman conversation, right there again in the thick of uh, number one overall selection. Penn State wide receiver Keandre Lambert-Smith. Um, he slid right into the Jahan Dotson role. And then, um, oh, who's the other guy last year that we liked that's uh, Parker Washington? You know, he's, he's kind of slid into that role that we liked uh, for both of those players. He had four catches for 123 yards and two touchdowns against West Virginia. And then one of the most impressive performances is is kind of a sleeper running back that I've I've been watching for a while, but not many people watch uh, the Troy Trojans. You know, this is this is <laughs> I, how I can how tell you I don't. Out. Yeah, <laughs> so they're in the Sun Belt. Uh, Kamani Vidal, I think I think this guy's a sleeper. I think you know we've seen some of these small schools produce running backs in the NFL. Uh, just last year, Tulane, we got really excited about. Um, 
help me with his name. I'm drawing a blank. Tulane running back that went to Tennessee. Ty J Spears. Ty J Spears. Kamani Vidal's kind of like him. Does a lot of different things. He had 302 all-purpose yards against Stephen F. Austin, which is an FCS team, but still just uh, coming off of a huge year last year, uh, he's a guy that we need to keep an eye on. Jesse, can you tell me, Stephen F. Austin, what's their mascot? I don't even have any kind of guess. I want to say a lumberjack. It's, am I, You're not even see. This is this is <laughs> the, you don't even know. They are the Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. Nice. Band. Oh, so he did know. Got it. Face. Yeah. Face. No, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a rip on Jesse. It just means that's how small the school is. Yeah. 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 Well, FCS that gets a little tougher. So we try not to pick on Stephen if he doesn't know FCS yeah. schools. You know. Um, and then what I want to finish with each week is, is just some games to watch and I'll start creating some of these posts on Instagram as well. Um, the big one, there's really only one, well, we are all going to definitely be tuning in to watch CU try and, and answer against Nebraska at home, uh, 12 PM on Fox, number 22, Colorado Buffalo. Number 22. Never thought I'd see that again. Already ranking them. It makes you a little nervous because it's so early, but. That's okay. Let's if we could take care of business against Nebraska, that would mean a lot. Um, Nebraska has a brand new coach. They lost a kind of a, a heartbreaker to Minnesota this last week. Um, so we'll see what happens there. We can definitely watch Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter again from CU. But the biggest game, I think, the most important game of the weekend is number three Alabama is at number eleven Texas. Um, no, sorry, they are hosting number eleven Texas. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers is another player that some people have really, really high in the draft. I think he has a funky throwing motion. I'm trying to remember the last quarterback that kind of threw sidearm that came into Phillip the league. And, uh, I would, it's a I, little Philip Riversy. I would I maybe know. say Patrick Mahomes, right? No, not. Uh, you got to watch him throw. It's a funky throwing motion. I can't decide. He was an all everything recruit, like the highest rated recruit to come out of Texas like ever he was up there with Vince Young and, and players like that. Um, Arch Manning and uses will, highly rated as Arch Manning. So I will I don't say know. it's just interesting. This is a big showcase game for him. They almost beat Alabama last year. I do. Yeah, it was that. actually, it was a very close game. It was basically it was that, Bryce Young made it happen. That bull crap, not um, intentional grounding. Right. Right. It. Yeah. Um, also smaller framed wide receiver, but we are seeing smaller framed wide receivers still get drafted pretty high. Texas wide receiver Xavier worthy, uh, is, is kind of a much watch, uh, fantasy player moving forward. So we'll see what happens there. And then, um, probably the best group of five versus power five matchup, maybe of even the season is number 20 Ole Miss is at number 24 Tulane. And I think the best running back in next year's class, he's only a true sophomore, so we can't we can't take him this year. But uh, Ole Miss running back Quinshawn Judkins, he is the real deal. He's He is really, really good, powerful, fast, everything else. I think that he's worth watching. I don't uh, – Tulane has a, a really good quarterback named Michael Pratt who was – you know, the other thing that happens nowadays is, is you have a good season like Michael Pratt did um, at Tulane and everybody tries to get him to then come to their power five school. So he, he had to 
you know, stave off all these million dollar NIL deal offers to stay at Tulane for his last season. Um, so he's another guy that we can watch and see. He he could be drafted higher. He's an interesting player. Um, all I can say is Quinchon is going to be one of the ones that's going to give me headaches trying to spell it when we start oh, yeah. talking about him. This is, <laughs> yep. I can yep. tell you right now, it's going to, it's going to have to be one I'm going to have to put up on the bulletin board mm-hmm. to reference. There's a lot of U's and O's and then O's where I you think like, the U's should be and stuff like that. I do like the name Judekins for uh, running back. That's pretty sweet. You're going to go with Judekins instead of the, yeah. you're going to do your own pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last game I'll talk about number 19, Wisconsin at Washington state. Washington state went into Wisconsin and won last year. Uh, so a little bit of a revenge factor for Wisconsin, the best NFL prospect in this, in this game, hands down is Wisconsin running back Braylon Edwards. Uh, he is what you would picture a Wisconsin running back to be. He's a giant human being that runs people over and is fast as well. So he could be the next big thing, uh, coming out of Wisconsin as a running back. So he's see, worth watching and I'm he picturing, will be draft el- eligible now. See, I'm picturing the former Michigan wide receiver. That's all Brandon I think Edwards. about. Yeah. Didn't he uh didn't he get Oh no. I, like, oh, I wrote it wrong. Braylon Braylon Allen. What did I write? Oh. Braylon Edwards? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, all oh, I can picture guys. with Braylon Edwards is uh I remember when he was um at Michigan, like right before he got drafted. I think it was at the NFL draft, he had a uh a necklace, you know, like how they have the ice, you know? Mm-hmm. And it had it was a rim and it would spin. He had like I, a I, necklace of a rim that spun. Yeah. I, I butchered <laughs> this. I you know what? It's Braylon Allen. Braylon oh, Allen. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Wow. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong here? Didn't Braylon Edwards basically kind of get the in trouble for the same thing that Darius Geis got in trouble for? Don't remember. I feel like he's in I don't, Braylon I don't remember that. I'm not sure, buddy. All right. Braylon Allen, football running back. There he is. Number zero, Casey. I know you like that. No, you like that. At least it's not two zeros. <laughs> oh God, the double zero from our, our earlier podcast this week. That was so funny. All right, guys. I think the rest of the top, other top 25 teams will, will pretty much roll this week. And uh, yeah, if you do enjoy following this stuff, keep an eye out for posts. Steven and I will start uh, being more active in our uh, collaborations. And then I will start talking more about I'll start putting out a players to watch post each week. So cool. I have a, I have a question for you, Jesse, a little trivia question. Steven, you can play along too. Okay. What year was the first year CU played Nebraska in college football? Oh God. I don't know. I would, that's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be an older rivalry. Doesn't it? I feel like my entire life they've been rivals. So in the eighties, they have been rivals forever. 50s? Steven, do you have a guess? 80s? Uh, 1973. 1898. First wow. game. No cars. How did they get... My question is, how did they get into CU or Nebraska Jeez. to play that game? Trains. Mm. Yeah, they rode, rode the train. Forgot about trains. <laughs> I saw the most interesting, well, maybe you guys already knew this, but did you have any idea that the the highways are numbered like I-70 
the next highway above it is 80. Then the next mm -hmm. highway above it is nine. Did you know that? Yeah. And then from left to right, it's, I think it's by fives. It goes 25, 30, 35, all the way across the US. I had no idea. Yep. I did not know that. I saw it on, saw it on Instagram and I was, my mind was blown. I like following those accounts that give you that kind of info that you didn't know. I think that's fun. Yeah. Cause then you can never use it later. In life. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. I just used it just now. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool. Uh, I think that wraps it up for this week and uh, make sure to tune in later this week. We will put out the flex, Steven and I, one of these mornings, either Thursday or Friday and talk about some start sit advice. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Thanks. Peace. Later. You know, uh, I think I'm going to start saying we with Texas too. Mm, that's actually, I've, I've used that before. Because, you know, mom went to UT for a little bit. Our family's from Austin. Uh, I just have a feeling they're going to be really good when Arch Manning becomes <laughs> the uh, starter. So I'm going to start, I'm going to make a little note. Here's one thing that's When I talk about Texas, me. I need to start saying we. I'm fine with that. And I would actually, I, I keep waiting. It's a little bit like my checks for this podcast. You just keep waiting, <laughs> waiting. But I, I keep waiting for the invite to go down to Austin with mm. your cousin, with Nick Nick, go watch a game. How much mm. fun would that be? That would be fun. Uh, although, when is it cool there? Because I, I just picture... Complete, <laughs> not now. Not, I, com I picture complete meltage right. trying to watch a game there. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. I think we, we got to wait. We got to go. Also, we also forgot to touch on Quinn Ewers does not pass the face test and definitely not the hair test. I was going to bring it up, it. but I thought Case, we Case, he I, shaved it. He got clean shaved. I, I thought you maybe the new. You got to check it out. He looks strange almost with his new. Oh God! It still has the worst picture of him of all time. That's, That's the, like, the quarterback for Texas. That's the quarterback no, for Texas. You got to, you got to, you got to hit images. <laughs> this is the worst face. <laughs> he shaved no it all. Wonder they, no wonder he's been underperforming. Who would want to follow that guy? No, look at him now, though. Did you find the one? You got to say yeah. a transformed, a transformed Quinn Ewers comes into 2023 more vocal and focused. Look at this. Oh yeah, clean shaven, basically. On top. Yeah, but I can't. But I can't get the first picture out of my head. Yeah. So is Arch just like? Is he just doing like a red shirt this year? Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. Arch is going to red shirt. Malik Murphy is actually the backup quarterback right now, and I think he he kind of staved off Arch Manning to be the backup. He looked really good in the off seasons. So. You don't you don't just get over this whatever he looks like overnight though. Okay, I'll give you time. <laughs> like, I'll give you some time. <laughs> this is this is going to linger. And also, I don't know how recent the photo is with his haircut. It's kind of friar esque looking. Mm -hmm. So no, well, now it's now it's 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 whatever you can find where it's it's as high and as tight as you can find now. They they better hope. Well, this this is what kind of stinks. They get Alabama this week. You said, yeah. Oh, see, it's not long enough for them to adjust to his face. They're still remembering the old Quinn Ewers. They're not mm -hmm. going to perform well at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alabama's not ready. Is I've that what you're I, all no, I, all Texas I, Texas isn't ready. All no. I'm going to say is I've never seen a harder flunk <laughs> on the face test. <laughs> like this. Like,